Greetings, troubled listeners, and welcome to the Troubled Men podcast. I am Renee Komen, sitting in the ring room with my co-host, the original troubled man for troubled times, future mayor of New Orleans, Mr. Manny Chevrolet. Thank you once again, Renee. Yes. Because it's always a pleasure to get up out of, off my couch, meet you at 737, and drive <laughs> here to the ring room to do this show. Yes. Yeah. And so, I'm very specific about my times. You are. Yeah. Even though you gave me a, quite a start this, this evening. <laughs> yes, I did. Because you're easy to fuck with. Which, well, you know. as I was telling you, I, I, I treat you with sincerity. So, you know, I understand <laughs> it makes it easier to, to fuck with me. But it's, it's not, not fun for me. It may be fun for you. Well, it's yeah. Like, well, it's, it's like all... tormenting a dog or something. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like when you, you throw the ball, but you don't really throw it. You just make the motion right. like you're throwing the it's ball. It's like that old David Lynch comic strip, uh, The Angriest Dog in the World. You ever do it? No, oh, no. oh, David Lynch back for the LA Weekly. You know, they have the Gambit Weekly here. Right. The LA Weekly, I don't think it does it anymore, but the LA Weekly was a weekly flyer just like the Gambit mm-hmm. is down here. And at sure. the l- very last page was this cartoon called The Angriest Dog in the World. <laughs> and it was by David Lynch. Oh, okay. He did the artwork and he did the, the, the script. This is back, uh, uh, this is post. Post um, uh, Eraserhead pre yeah, this Blue is Velvet. Like, yeah, this is probably early 80s, and right. it went on through the right. 90s, I think. Oh, okay. It was just three, three captions. It was a dog tied to a tree. <laughs> uh-huh. And it Hilarious was, so far. Yeah, and the owners in those three little boards, you know. Three little, panels, yeah. Three yeah. panels, they call them, yeah, would just say something. And the dog would never change because <laughs> it was tied to a tree, and the owners were saying, Honey, what's for dinner? And the wife would, on the next panel, the wife would say, I don't know, how about leftovers? And then the next panel would say, sounds good. And that was it. The dog was just, just staring The blindly. dog is just pulling on its chain, <laughs> oh, trying wow. to get loose. And it was called, it was The Angriest Dog in the World by David Lynch. Oh, okay. Brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. I don't know if he still does it. You know, maybe he's moved on. I think he's moved on to other yeah, things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. a pretty successful yeah. career after that. Yeah, it was a good I, primer, though. A good primer. Yeah, I got his name know, out there. It was like Bukowski when he wrote for the LA Free Press, you know. Yes. That kind of stuff. Yeah, get your name out there. You yeah, know, get ex- your brand out exactly. there. Exactly. So, I, you know, we have a lot to talk about. We have a really good guest. We're yes. going to get to him soon. But we talked. We don't really talk besides this show. Right, right. We actually did talk on the phone this week. Yeah, we did talk on the phone this weekend because I came up. Okay, for everyone who's out there, you know, this show is coming from New Orleans, the ring room. Yes. And uh, the the New Orleans Saints were not in the Super Bowl. We got screwed out of being in the Super Bowl. Yeah, they got. It's widely, widely publicized. It's widely publicized. And so just like I like to fuck with people. Right. I thought it would be really funny to fuck with Saints fans because sure. I'm not a Saints fan. I mean, right, right, whatever, you know. Right, sure. Um, so I, I called you, or I texted you with this idea. Yes. And I had been telling everyone about this idea, and no one liked it. Uh huh. Nobody liked it. They said, "Manny, I'll visit you in the hospital. <laughs> Manny, I'll visit you in jail. All this kind of stuff." <laughs> but you were the only guy. You and Ian Wadzilla. <laughs> Wadzilla. He loved this no, idea. Two people that liked this yeah, idea. Yeah. And Derek. Derek. Uh, and your son. Uh, yeah. Liked Derek it. Bridges and my yeah. son. Yes. Yeah. The they four liked people it. Yeah. Besides you that liked it, and I liked it so much that. Before we even talked, you just described the idea to me. And yeah. as I pictured it in my mind, I kept laughing out loud. I was so tickled by it. Right. The idea, Nation, was to go around because, 
let's set it let's set it up the scenario right, so uh, we have the the boycott bowl so yeah we have a huge, so new orleans uh, fans municipal outpour boycotting the super bowl because they, well they, they feel they were robbed yes Okay. So huge, uh, huge uh, uh, second line tens of thousands parades, of people, like yeah. ten different events going yeah. on citywide. So they're, they're not watching it. Huge success. They're they're, they're boycotting the Super it's Bowl. The whole build up. Yes. Yeah. And so, so Manny's idea is he will will wade into this this uh, <laughs> this sea of humanity, dressed as a referee. Right. <laughs> dressed as a referee, and we were going to go to like. Uh, just go up to people and go to bars and restaurants that would normally show the Super Bowl right. on their big screen TVs. Right. And we were going to go and just say, hey, what time's the game on? Yes, ask if they're showing <laughs> the game, they're showing yeah. the Super Bowl. Yeah, are you showing what time's the game on? And to see how many times I get chased out of a bar or right, restaurant, right. that kind of stuff. So that was the idea. And we were running with it for like about six hours. Yeah, yeah. we actually had the, we had the costume. Yeah, we had, we had all the, the costume. costume. And then the more... Uh, the more you told it to other people, and they said, no, Manny, that's a terrible idea. You yeah. start, they started to persuade you. Yeah, they, they, they just saying, you know, I'll visit you in the hospital, Manny, right. all that kind of stuff. Now, you know, and I was thinking that that was probably would be the possibly the case. Uh, you, you that's said, why well, I asked you to bring your gun. You said, yeah, you said, <laughs> bring, bring your gun. And then you said, well, Renee, would you want to do this? And I said, no, no, I have to be the guy talking you out of an ass beating. <laughs> no, I have to be there, but I have to be the, the, the voice of reason here. Right, um, right. Now, in hindsight, after watching the coverage of, of all these events, yeah. people were in such good humor. Now, yeah. this, is a, this is a testament to the, the character of New Orleans. Like other cities, Philadelphia, for instance, they won the Super Bowl and they set the city on fire. They burned cars everywhere. You know, New Orleans. This is a, they had every reason to uh, to be angry, but they weren't. They 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 put a good face on it. It was and, and now I I'm I'm pretty sure. In fact, I'm certain. I actually saw people dressed as as referees. Yes, I saw that blind referees. Right. That was a big thing. Right. Blind a, right. referees. Referees with the walking canes. Yes, yes, exactly, and sunglasses. But people had very good humor. You could have gone down and done that bit, and they would have been laughing, and they would have thought it was funny. Right, but the, like I said, there could have been that one fucking sure. redneck yes. Saints fan that yes. would have fucking frat just boy, take, yeah, probably frat. not from here. Yeah, yeah, who would have taken offense to it? Right. But at the same time. It's typical of this city. You know, a mass murder happens. Well, we're not going to get angry. We're just going to have a parade or a concert. You know, that's what they do. Everything, well, everything. We, it's like we, uh, we we take lemons and we make lemonade. Yeah, I guess so. Which to me, you know, what, who, uh, an ambulance chasing lawyer is filing a lawsuit to replay the game. Well, forget about that, <laughs> yeah. dude. That ain't going to happen. <laughs> well, but he got some free publicity. Yeah, he got. It. But no, if if the Saints, the Saints fans who are angry, who are really angry still about this, the moment was two seconds after the game was over. The moment was to fucking get angry, start burning down the dome, tearing up the seats. Now you then see. you would have got a response from the NFL. Yeah. Then you would have got a response from the people. But, but not, no, it's they wait. Character. It's not I know. Character. And that's what sucks. That's, that's no, what's, it's, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. You know, it's a, it, because I ultimately, so. no, ultimately, you know, th that kind of reaction is uh, self-defeating. You know, who, you burn down your own Superdome. What the fuck good does that, would that do? You know, Anger is an energy, man. Didn't Johnny Lydon say that? Well, well, but in we fact, we saw they, him a few months ago. Yeah, remember? Yeah, you, you weren't so it, crazy about the show. No, but it's <laughs> but, a good song anyway. But but in fact, they they took that anger and turned it into something 
positive. They turned it up. Which in, in, none of the this. world was watching. Nobody was watching oh, except people in New Orleans. Well, and here's the thing: a cool thing about New Orleans is people in New Orleans don't even care. Well, that's their problem. They don't <laughs> uh, care. Well, no, they don't care that nobody else is is yeah. is getting yeah. in on it because yeah. it was. So it they're was, fucked. It was no. The no, Saints I, fans were fucked, uh, and, and I, they should have they should have reacted with no, burning cars, yeah. and tearing down the stadium. <laughs> well, I'm glad then you would have got to see. Remember, they were saying. Goodell hasn't reacted in 12 days. He hasn't right. reacted. Well, you would have got a huge reaction from the NFL if you would have responded that way. Yeah, but the reaction would have been, look at these animals. They, they're so out of control. They're so unreasonable. Nah, it, wouldn't, nah. it, wouldn't have, it wouldn't have reflected well in the that. city. Oh, oh, um, you, it, you know how I feel about this city. <laughs> well, you've been here long enough. Yeah, and you, you still know how I feel about this city. Anyway. I would leave in a New York minute if I could. But anyway, let's get to our guests. Well, we'll be, we'll be sorry to see you go, Manny, but we will mud along for another 300 years without you. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> anyway, uh, on, on that pleasant note, <laughs> we can move on to, uh, to our guest. He's just back in town. He's been on a whirlwind tour. He's out on the West Coast promoting uh, his latest project. He's a, he's a writer, a poet, journalist, renegade scholar, educator, visual and performance artist, and a handyman around the house. Uh, Forgot he, his name? No, no. Just <laughs> take, taking a breath after all that. Yeah. So anyway, uh, he can explain the rest of it. Uh, without further ado, Mr. Jose Torres Tama. Welcome, Gracias. Jose. Yes, thank you. You guys are funny. I'd like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, funny just, I'm just strong. getting started. You're just getting started, <laughs> yeah, man. He's Chevrolet yeah, and Renee. Yeah, yeah, Here we yeah. are in the secret room. Yes, the ring room. The ring, the ring room. room. Well, ring you were lucky we didn't blindfold I know. I was yes. thinking that might Sometimes happen. Sometimes we blindfold yeah. you. Spin you around three times. At least you gave me a drink to deal with you well, two guys. Yeah. So that's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A couple of drinks. <laughs> and it was a strong one. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, coming strong. the lovely yeah, Heather yeah. made you that drink. You told her exactly what you wanted. Exactly. I do. You got to Ask the universe exactly for what you want. Yes. Right. Yes. So I don't know much about you. Renee, you know, gets these guests, and I have no idea who you guys are. Oh, everybody but anyway, knows to Jose. But yeah, I. Um, but anyway, so you're uh, you're from Ecuador. Where, yeah. I'm from Ecuador, born in Guayaquil, a sleazy port city. I grew up in New York City, another sleazy okay. port city, and I live in a place called New Orleans, another sleazy port city. Yeah. So you could see there's a theme there. Yeah, there's a theme there. Um, are you married with children or not? I have uh, two children. I have the mother of my children. We are what is and called here in New divorced. Orleans? Yeah, they live three blocks away from me. Okay. Oh, that's nice. In fact, I escaped with the mother of my children on a stolen school bus three days after the levees breached. I was on the same bus that the iconic composer Alan Toussaint was on. Oh, nice. Never heard of him. Yeah, I anyway, know you never heard about no, uh, him. I wrote about that for some major, major publications and eventually turned that into a performance piece called The Cone of Uncertainty, New Orleans oh. after Katrina. <laughs> like The Cone of Silence, get The smart. Cone of Uncertainty, baby. <laughs> I mean, we live in The Cone of Uncertainty, right? Six months out of the year. Yes. yes. Yeah, that's true. They, they always show that... that uh, that cone, and it could be the the when the, when a hurricane is coming, it could fall anywhere in between. Right. There. Yeah. I thought that was such a great existential metaphor for life in New Orleans. We're deeply in the cone of uncertainty. 
Yeah, I, I get it. Yeah, and uh, if I use got, any big words that are too no, much no, no, for you, no, just no, let no, me know, no, Renee. They always no, we'll have. Pretend, the, they always have. What I like about those cones of uncertainty is they always have the European model for some reason. Yes, yes. The European model. It's right. like, what the fuck? Do you, <laughs> you don't. You're not from here, Europe. Stay with your own fucking uncertainty. <laughs> why are you? Why are you giving well, us cones? They, of the they don't have enough hurricanes of their own, so they come and help out over here. You know, they they got computers over there. They got scientists modeling weather. So, uh, yeah, sometimes... We're in a third world country, baby. Let's make yes, sure we yeah, understand yeah. We, it. Yeah, we need all the helping hands we can get. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll take it. We'll take it. So, so your, your latest project, Jose, you've, you've had this uh, radical dinner theater on wheels, taco truck theater. Teatro Sin Fronteras, Taco Truck Theater, Radical Dinner Theater on Wheels that is now an award-winning film that was just premiered for the Bay Area debut at the San Francisco Indie Film Festival. And um, very subtle title, you know, when they go low, we go subtle. It's called This Taco Truck Kills Fascists. Right, yeah. See, I was hoping to make it a laugh out of you, man, <laughs> but... Um, no, we like it. That's, that's so, the, uh, yeah. so what you, got you don't the, really run a taco truck. You run no, we have an actual truck. Okay, let me ask you about these food trucks. You need to have done some research beforehand. Yeah, let me. well, I never do. <laughs> Rene knows that. I never do. That. <laughs> he, he brings like the, the kind of Larry King approach he where does? he doesn't yeah, know anything good. about the he person. He did give me a Larry King. And, yeah. and, and just, just asks right. based on his curiosity. So right. I'm curious about these all these food trucks. Taco trucks, you know, they got the uh, falafel trucks. And they're basically restaurants on wheels, Yeah, right? but this is very different. Okay, I know. I know yours is different because you're doing theater and stuff like that. But what I want to know is, if you're a restaurant on wheels, uh, where's the restroom? So, that's an interesting question. So, here's the way I approach all of this. I, we don't cook the food. We have a particular site. We pull out the stage out of the truck. Then we have uh, a taco vendor that uh, sells the food right. outside. So, depending on the venue, whether it's the Ashe Cultural Art Center that's in the film, whether it's the Art Garage that is also in the film, because they're one of, these are two so they have, venues. They have, have yes, they have the bathroom. Okay, so, but I mean, but it's outside. Again, hold on, Ben because I don't think you know enough about it. So it is a truck. We pull out the stage, we set up, we have an ensemble, and then we have a pop-up taco vendor. Heidi Tacos by Heidi Hickman. So it's set up as a conjunction uh, with the outdoor dinner theater. We have seats, and therefore you can purchase your tacos. And she can do that, and therefore each venue provides the bathroom facility. Excellent. But mm-hmm. not, most most food trucks don't provide bathrooms. No, because that's the nature of the mobile truck. I mean, this is a more a right, radical right, outdoor right. dinner theater. I know it may be ra- a little bit challenging to wrap your head around it, but no, no, he's got it. He's got no, it. I understand. Yeah, he understands. He's, 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 he's keeps coming back to the to the the actual. Forget food the bathroom, trucks. man. Forget the bathroom. Like let let, well, let go of that. Yeah, I guess the, the, the in so fact, I, j- I just go on the street if I have no, to. No, baby, I just told you. I just explained no, not it yours. to you. I know yours is you. You guys you have, have a bathroom. A venue. But I'm just talking the everyday food truck. Yeah, yeah. You might have to yeah. go to the library or yeah. something. Okay. They right. might have. Just, they, I, I didn't think about that. That's a very culturally specific situation. Yeah. I never thought about. Because you know, I'm a senior now. I've been, <laughs> I'm considered. You know, when you turn 55, right, right, right. You you're get, considered a senior. Yeah. Well, you and, get, and you got to go. Discounts, and you get those discounts. discounts right, right. And We're, stuff. Yeah. So I mean, a senior. You know, I, I'm not diapers yet, but right. you know, I, I'm not as strong as I used. You know, I'm not as. You know, when I 
I gotta go. I gotta go. You know, I can't. I, I don't have that Mardi Gras that. Can we just anymore? change that subject and go somewhere well, else okay, about that? Sure. You know, let's oh, move okay, along. Right on, right on, right on. So when you were out in San Francisco, uh, you were showing your film, or uh, yes, San Francisco what, what exactly was, was the on? actual film, the award-winning film that won Best Louisiana Feature. Yes, Not documentary, but thank you. I'm deeply grateful. It came out of the blue because it's a very experimental kind of. Documentary. It's not like your regular talking heads. You talk to one person. No, it's it actually ha, um, presents the performance. It looks at how I guide my bilingual hybrid children into understanding the brutality of the anti-immigrant hysteria that's being pimping fear and blind nationalism by you know who the agent orange of chaos. Yes, yes. So yes, um, we have the state of the nation going on to the state of the union, and, and we could say you know for for on behalf of the uh, <laughs> yeah, it's going on right tr- now. Troubled nation. Me. The state of, of the troubled nation is troubled, still troubled. Oh, yeah, yeah, still troubled after all these years. Yes, yes. I think that was one of my campaign slogans. Yes, yes. Was still troubled after all these years. That's now, a great run. Yeah. I like that now, one. Yeah. Now, Jose, we, we had a guest on a, f- a few weeks ago, and he posed a question to us, and I liked it so much, I'm going to pose it to you. Sure. Uh, it's Jude Akers. He's uh, the man in the red beret. Perhaps you've seen him playing chess out on uh, Decatur Street for years and years. Anyway, he asked this question. He said, is there one person whose effect on you was like a bomb going off? And then after that, nothing was ever the same. Did you have a teacher somewhere? Absolutely. That's a very good question. There were actually, if I may, just a little bit more than one. In college, my mentor is Ben Jones, African-American, renowned uh, teacher but also a visual artist himself and what did he tell you that blew your mind what was what was first was was amazing because he was had a cultural license during the time we're talking about going to school in the late 70s early 80s right going to college and, and he had a cultural i went sorry. to state college up in new jersey okay I'm sorry. then i went to the art students league no don't be sorry i went to the art students league in new york and i studied under uh you know robert beverly hale uh, an incredible traditional figure drawing. But Ben Jones, African-American, um, at the time spoke to me in Spanish. He was the first person oh. in any position of authority to actually address me in Spanish and tell me how much he loved the Spanish language because he was one of the few artists during the Cold War to be able to exhibit in the Havana Biennale, mm, which really? is an internationally renowned uh, festival. But at the time, he had a cultural attache license because he was doing a lot of research on Afro Cuban Yoruba culture right and I only became aware of that much later but he spoke to me in Spanish and he said to me no mira háblame en español yo quiero aprender tu lengua uh, you know speak to me in Spanish I, I want to continue to learn more of your Speaking language in your tongue yeah, uh, yeah and that was really profound for me it was really moving yeah man it was really moving uh, but even before that, third grade. So I went to like an old boy. I went to an old boys Jesuit school. I went to ah, um, another Jesuit. Here we go. Yeah. yeah. No, so this, this podcast is is, is so <laughs> full of these fucking so, Catholics. So I know. Catholic rich, Believe me, man. I'm post Catholic, bro. Just understand that I'm very yeah. post Catholic. Yeah, we but all I are, think but that <laughs> I think yeah, we've had to deal with those. Uh, those we've all been through. The, we've all been through the training, right? But when I went to a Catholic grammar school, I also had a third grade teacher, Miss Nietzsche. Interestingly enough, right? Because I'm a big fan of Nitschke. But she, um, I got hit by a car in the third grade. <laughs> really? I'm sorry to I laugh, a, but... <laughs> well, thank you very much. That's funny. That's <laughs> funny for you, Manny. Fortunately, it was one of those, my, my leg was broken, but oh, she did something, but, you know, and I was in cast for three months, but she did something really beautiful that to this day I remember. That's how profound it can be when a teacher becomes a catalyst and someone who can 
really bring their humanity to you. Uh-huh. She didn't. She, I was very bright student always, and um, she didn't want me to get behind. So she would bring the third grade class to my to my house. Oh wow! And continue the classes and make sure that I was up to speed. So that's been. Those are you know wow, those yeah. are two people, one from the third grade and one of course one from college much later. Well, those are great answers. Better than the answers Manny and I were able to come up with <laughs> <laughs> when when Jude blew that well, on us. Well, I mean you're sitting in a room with Jude Ake. what's his name? Jude Akers. Jude Akers. Yeah, it's like he's a detective, you know, interrogating. It's a you, lot, man. yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot it's of a energy. A lot of shit to deal with, man. So so you know, somebody I heard somebody talking about uh, DMT today. You ever run across any DMT? DMT Yeah, it's like a it's like a, a Psychedelic, you know. You ever do much psychedelics, Jose? Um, no DMT. No, but other things, uh, you yeah. know, mushrooms or uh, LSD, flaca. You ever do any flaca? Man, he's into the flaca. It's kind of a new wave uh, psychedelic. A flaca's done, man. Flaca's over. Yeah, it had its What's little... the next thing, man? Um, I think it might be DMT, Manny. I, well, let's talk about what. Let's, what is this DMT? So DMT, it's like it's it's a I I I've never seen it, but I think it's like a powder that you smoke. And yeah, then it's it's it it feels On like foil? It feels like it goes. No, I think in a pipe. You f- okay. It feels like you go out for like six hours, but it's really like thirty seconds. Oh, okay. It's the complete dissolution of your ego. It feels like you're out in space, formless. Um, you know, primordial. Sounds and like me going to sleep every night. Okay, well, <laughs> you know, I well, think actually, I slept for six hours. Yeah, I get up screaming after a minute. You right, know? right. It but feels go like ahead. You've been DMT. Out so, what does this DMT stand for? Ah, uh, you know, dimethyl something. Okay. Trip to something. Okay, know. all right. But, uh, but yeah, it's very. Well, we gotta get some. Very elusive. Uh, been, <laughs> Let's get some. I would love to. I would love and take to. it on the show. If there's any. Oh wow. Be, okay. So there's only thirty seconds. All right, you yeah, guys yeah, are random enough. Can we get back to like a, a more interesting question about the work that I'm doing? Quite honestly, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, for need, sure. You need another drink? Is that some? Yeah, that would be good. Okay. But, uh, DMT <laughs> and uh, you know, unless we're talking about the DMV, you want to talk about the DMV? The DMV? No, I. Well, no, I was just thinking that yeah, because it it. It's the kind of thing that that breaks down um, cultural structures in mm. your mind, and and you're kind of into that. So I you it, it, I, I thought that a lot of your parallel. stuff seems to kind of have a bit of a psychedelic quality to it. Like your performance, you use a lot of makeup. Yeah. Use, uh, um, and you're, mixed you, media. You've got like some sparkly but stuff on your always. face right now. Yes. Okay. But you should know that the influence of that is I became a performer here in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And when I arrived in 1984, and I've been here that long, I saw the Dirty Dozen Brass Band perform right there on the streets of New Orleans in Jackson Square, not in front of Cabildo, but the Presbyterian busting it up. And then afterwards, I saw a fire juggler busting it down, and I was like, "That's." I had become here. I had come here to be, you know, continue my visual arts practices and my writing. You know, and I saw a fire juggler. I said, "That's what I want to do." So for many years, Renee and some other people that know me, they knew that I performed in the streets here for many years. In mm-hmm. fact, I performed a dozen years on the streets before I catapulted onto the stage nationally, and internationally. And to support my bad habit of making provocative performance art that was politically engaged and still subversively and with a lot of humor, I performed in the streets here. And those were amazing times. In fact, I just saw Glenn Andrews on the plane from San Francisco, from Detroit, because I performed during a time with Rebirth Brass Band, Little Rascals, Kermit Ruffins, James Andrews, Tuba Fats. I was on there. I knew all those cats. And I used to, quite honestly, I had 
the biggest crowds I've ever had in any of the theater shows. Yeah, I used to perform regularly to like 500 people right there where the break dancers perform now. Nice, nice. And that's how I, that's how I, knew, I love the city no, so much. And I've, you know, granted, I'm, I'm critical of the city as much as one is critical of one's lover. Yes. Now, Rene, Rene may not have any lovers because I think he's married, but you no, know. No, you're, no, you're, that's uh, Rene. I'm oh, I'm that's Manny. right. That's Rene. We're, Manny may we're, not we're, have any We're both lovers. married. We're yeah, both right, you're both yeah. married, so yeah, you may not have any lovers. with children. Right. That's good. Uh, I, I, I might have a few lovers. You might have a few yeah, lovers, you know, right. You know, I work at a college, you know. Yeah. Oh, my so goodness. That's dangerous. A lot of opportunity. Yeah, a lot of young little. Manny's still a good looking man. Yeah, a lot of little pieces. A senior, though. If you have like a father issue, you know, Manny could. Yeah. Fill the bill. Fill the bill. There's a lot of <laughs> freshmen and sophomores yes. who are from <laughs> other parts of the world and country. Right, right. Would who, look at uh, you as uh, a uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know. Yeah. In fact, and I, you know, and I, uh, you don't chicks discourage me. Yeah, chicks, chicks dig it. Chicks dig me. Big good. Time. You know, my wife knows that. Yes, yeah. Well, uh, everyone yeah. knows yeah, that. Yeah, everyone, everyone knows, knows that. Everyone knows that. It's public information. It's, 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 yeah, it's on file at City Hall. <laughs> <laughs> Along yeah. with all the rest all right. of the files. Yeah, with all the arrests, <laughs> the arrests <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the convictions yeah, 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 and the... Uh, hey, I think it's, you know, and, uh, I was arrested at once because I was also uh, protesting against the police brutality. In fact, I just posted an MLK uh, day with Mark Morial before he became a mayor, before he became a senator was my lawyer during He's the mid-90s. a senator? Mark Morial? He was a senator before he became a mayor. Oh, okay. Yes. So right. Mark Morial was my, my lawyer yeah. and okay. I had to sue the New Orleans Police Department because I was exposing the brutality of the street performers. Meanwhile, what was the city doing during the, at those mid-90s? They were trying to promote the city with a campaign called Le Bon Ton Roulé, right? Uh, For those yeah, of you who, yeah. who are, uh, you know, Cajun or French Which means... Uh, let, the, let the good times roll. Right? Oh, I thought it meant uh, let's have fun right Right now, where's your wife? Right. No. So, um. but they were using <laughs> images of street performers like myself and, and others like James Andrews. So they Ruffins. stole your image. They stole the images yeah. and they were promoting us yeah. on a nationwide campaign because the in the mid 90s, at the same out time, out the same time they were harassing us. Right. right? Yes. So I exposed that and I brought the New York Times here, the USA Today. So, you know, I'm an activist. You're lucky activist to still be alive, people. man, after, after oh, like, getting yeah. the cops like that. Because, you no. know, uh, I, like I've been robbed by the police uh, before. And uh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, and man, I was I was about two minutes away from walking into parish prison on a Friday night in cut off, uh, orange jumpsuit, like with short, like hot pants, you know. It was it was going to be an interesting, an yeah. interesting oh, time. Wow. Good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know, I know. <laughs> the, the, the guy, I'm, I'm on the bench, and they they got me chained to this guy, and he says like a younger black guy turns around and looks at him he goes what the fuck are you doing here I said yeah that's what I'm asking he goes yeah you don't belong here I was like I know I know well luckily before they uh, before they stood us up and marched us into parish prison which might have kept me there until Monday uh, the guy walks in and he goes Coleman I was like, right here. I guess put your clothes on. You're getting out. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. And that Thank guy you. was Juan LaFanta. Juan no, LaFanta. No, was, Juan LaFanta. Was Juan LaFanta. No, Juan LaFanta. No, it was John Redmond. Oh, I love that commercial. I, yeah. It's, it's a great commercial. I know. It's a great, great commercial. Revolutionized. Uh, <laughs> yeah. not, not just uh, attorney commercials, but commercials in general. Have yeah. you seen those, so those posters of him with the graffiti kind of like pow? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, this, in fact, was John Redmond, powerful, powerful yeah. attorney who, uh, well, I who had, sprung uh, me, kept Mark me from Morial. Getting, <laughs> getting, getting, uh, getting horribly abused. Yeah, well, <laughs> they were setting me up, setting me up. I tell you. So listen, I'd like to talk to you guys about this cultural platform. Should we? Uh, should we get a, a, yeah, another let's drink? Get a 
film. will come back fresh. And then Absolutely. we're going to talk gonna about we're going to talk about drinks. This is a thing that I wanted to talk about the past few weeks. Should we talk about it now? No, no, no. We'll, we'll okay. talk about it because I got to pee like the Hoover Dam. Okay. All, All right. right. So we'll Nation, we'll be back. Get yourself a libation, and <laughs> yes. we'll be right back. And we're back. Back in the ring room. We're back. New yeah. cocktails. New cocktails. And you wanted to talk about cocktails, you said. Yeah, right? because I was thinking, Renee, this is what, our, our 40th show or something? Is it? We're getting uh, close to this 40? Is, uh, this would be number 45. 45? Wow. Oh my yes. God. Really? Yes. Aren't, yes. aren't we God, about to listen to Bodus 45? I don't remember them, but... Uh, yeah, I don't remember. 45, <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, this yeah, is for our sure. 45th show? Yeah, yeah. Because so all Nation, the jobs you haven't done. Write me and remind me of the shows I miss. Apparently, there were shows <laughs> I wasn't a part of. I, I don't remember that. <laughs> well, the Ash Wednesday show, and, a couple few of years and ago. far between, few and far yeah, between. Yeah, but I remember. Okay, this is what I want to talk about. It's like so we get together every you know Thursday, and we hate Thursdays. Yes, sometimes and, Tuesdays, and sometimes Tuesdays, and we get together here at the famous Ring Room, and our guests. We buy our guests a drink. Yes, or two drinks. Yes. That's fabulous, by yeah. the way. But. I'm trying to remember, uh, today I was doing this, and over the weekend I was doing this, like, what was the, the wackiest drink one of our guests had? I mean, because we've had, you know, women who've had, like, gin and tonics or, or, or wine, and then we've had, like, people like Luke last week had a Jameson. Well, but me was, and you, we have our same. Same drink every it's week. same drink every it's week. the same drink we've been drinking. Yeah, since, since we were kids. Since yeah. I've known you. <laughs> yeah, since exactly. we've known each other. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what drink since, is that? Oh, uh, well, Manny drinks a... Uh, uh, Stoli and soda, and I drink gin and soda, you know, beef eater and soda, or uh-huh. Bombay and soda, something like that, you know. But I, they don't have my brand here, vodka. They don't have it here. But I, so I drink Stoli here, but my usual brand is a Polish vodka called Luxusova, mm. which oh. is an amazing potato vodka. Mm. Now, you are drinking, what are you drinking tonight? I am drinking a v- different version of the Paloma. Okay, the Paloma yeah. nose normally goes, because I'm a big tequila fan, it goes it's tequila, grapefruit, yeah. grapefruit, and tonic. But mm, because quite tasty. often, it's very good, quite often um, there's sometimes no grapefruit, so I go with its alternative. So this is like the black Paloma, okay. So which is the one that I've just renamed myself, right. improvised right now. So it's tequila, orange juice, and tonic. Okay, yeah, all right. So, you know, but it's... You know, just I had, made a, I had a great-grandmother who lived to be 104 years old, and every morning after breakfast, she would have a te- tequila and grapefruit. Oh, my goodness. Wow, and she then, had a Paloma. Yeah, and then she'd have one before dinner. <laughs> I'm like your And she used to woman. roll her own cigarettes. The, oh, my goodness. She yeah. was a radical yeah. grandma woman. She lived woman. to be 104 years there old. You go. She was from... Uh, Guadalajara. Guadalajara. She yeah. was Mexican. Yeah, she was a Mexican. Guadalajara. Guadalajara. Fucking spick, man. You know. But anyway, she was a good woman. Yeah, I loved her a lot. Anyway, so my whole point of this thing was like, I'm trying to think. I so think just now, to let you know, bro, I want to I just make sure I stop you before we continue. What? what? Saying that in front of me is totally unacceptable. Okay, I'm sorry, you should just man. Know that. This no, is, we're no, troubled you, men here. You are right? troubled men, yeah. but I'm telling you okay. right now, I, I make it fun would of be, myself. I understand okay. that, but right. it would be I'm absolutely. Okay, I could. I'm, I'm happy for you, okay. but it would be absolutely negligent for me to okay. let you get away with that because that word SPIC uh-huh. used to turn me red, fire, yellow oh my God, in New really? York City when it was thrown at me. Sure, sure. Yeah, so let's make sure that we understand it right. as we continue. He understands I understand. Jew. I well, no, understand no, no, but, but that. Jose has, let me tell you something uh, right now. qualified yeah. to, okay. to address so us. if you do that one more time, I will depart this show. All right, I'm going to just tell you that. 
You know, well, you no, your own good. car. This is go. this is very serious right now. Yes, okay. yes, yes. No, if you don't understand the gravity of that, then we can stop this interview right now. No. All right, come no, on. No, no, we're on. all playing. No, we're we're no, no but but this is. No, no. I, I, red, fire, yellow. For me, it's not. It's unacceptable. I, I'm grateful that you have that heritage, and you could use another name for your grandma. That is an association. Like if I was black and you called me the N word right there, that would be the problem. Yeah, I would. Never Just want to make sure. That. Well, then you. But you. You took the liberty of saying it no, in front about of me. my grandmother. Right, but okay. you. But you threw it out there, All knowing right. if All you right. didn't know enough about me. Now you know. Okay, good. Okay. I know enough about you. Jeez, let's move on. Right I on. Yes, Renee. Oh no, 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 th- no. This is. I, I'm, I'm. If you have a problem with that, Manny, I will leave right now. No, no, no I have no, no problem. No, no, with no, you, man, man. no, no. This is a, a good point, actually, because uh, Manny feels like because he has that cultural uh, background that that gives him license to to use whatever vernacular. That's an interesting perspective for someone as fair as you. Do you have? Do you walk around? Do you show up at the immigrant demonstrations? Do you do you align with your people who we're even with your grandmother? No, it's really important. No, but right, it's right, a, right. it's something that you you're mentioning that you think just because you have maybe some ounce of that you think you could use oh, that word. Yeah, so do you show? Okay, so if you have Mexican, do you show up at the demonstrations? Do you know that right now people I don't are being, know about any demonstrations. Well, Baby, then that's the problem. So right now, there are people being deported in this city. So don't use that word with me lightly. Think about it. Do some research next time. All right. Fair all enough. Right. Fair enough. Fair, fair enough. enough. It's, it's, it's always good. We don't have to we continue stand. if you don't feel comfortable. No, no, no. He's totally perfectly comfortable. comfortable perfectly comfortable. I'm, okay. I'm glad that we got to, got to uh, address that, actually. Because yeah. that's come up before, so and I, I actually had to had to bounce it around, uh, you know, the, the community and, and say, you know, how do how do people feel about this? So it's good. It's good. Uh, now I wish you just had a, a solid opinion on this, though, Jose. You I could offer you a solid opinion. I'm just what kidding. is it that you're asking? I'm me just for? kidding you. Um, no, uh, so you, what, what do you? What solid opinion on what subject matter? You should know that I'm a renegade scholar. I know a lot about the United States of amnesia and all kinds of history. So what is it that you're asking for me now? Well, just the thing that you just answered. Um, you know, I have two news items that uh, are both very uh, on this subject. Okay, one is uh, the, the, about this detainee hunger strike that uh, has been going on in, uh, in America. And, and in El Paso, this one place, they're actually force-feeding these guys. Um, quite barbaric. Quite barbaric. It's like, you know... It they, happened at Guantanamo as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yes, uh, uh, outrageous. Um, so, what does it say, Renee? Uh, well, just I'm just bringing it up that that this is actually going on, and and you know, as a uh, these people are, are trying to have some kind of uh, you know civil disobedience or whatever kind of action they can take w- while being incarcerated, and so the the government's reaction is is this uh, forced feeding, this kind of barbaric. Uh, of course, they did that with immigrant uh, dreamers who also petitioned uh, and chained themselves to the iron gates of the White House lawn back during the crises of Obama because I'm not a big fan of Obama. He's a tragic mulatto. Now we have the Agent Orange of Chaos in the not United sure States of Amnesia. Word, yeah, you use mulatto. Yeah, mulattoes, but it's not like uh, the, what you use. What does use. mulatto mean? What do, you, what do you think mulatto means? No, I'm asking you. Mulatto is someone that is of a hybrid race that can be black and white at the okay. same time. 
um, brown. It's it's a word used for very commonly by the Spanish. Mulato means that you're hybrid, that you're generally black and brown, that you have a little color like myself. I'm a mestizo. Mestizo, for me, being Ecuadorian-born, also being Quechua native, and Tom is a German name, so I'm a hybrid. I often say that I'm an uber-Latino because I'm a German as well, and I speak four <laughs> different languages. Really? Uh, yeah, Which, I speak languages? Spanish, English, French, and Italian because I lived in Europe, and I could actually order beers and pastries in German. So, because um, I also lived in German. Tom is a, a German name, and a lot of Latin Americans really? are um, hybrid people like myself. Mestizo is a term that's used for someone uh, who's part of the Spanish conquest, because I'm also Quechua native. So the Spanish were the brutal colonizers, and even when I pimped the Spanish, I'm pimping the language of a colonizer, la pinche puta madre. For those of you who are not aware of the curse that I just said in Spanish, it means uh, the brutal, you know, mother, right? The brutal yes. mother, because it's the Spanish tongue, and a lot of us hold up the Spanish tongue, but it's another tongue of the colonizer. I'm Quechua, and I'm totally disconnected to my culture. So I'm also native. Sometimes when I put on my hat, and you know, the hat that I normally wear has uh, some symbols that, can be identified as native, or at least it has a native look. So people ask me, you know, are you native? And I said, yes, because it's the hemispheric Americas. It's, you right. know, we forget that in the United States of Amnesia, we love to forget that there are native people up and down, you know, yes, yes. North America, yes. Central America, and South America. And you would be hard to press. Most people think that ne Mexico, like Reagan said, it was sombrero land. They think it's in South America or Central America. No, it's in North America. Right. Yes, so, but that um, that doesn't they don't surprise know where Delaware me. is. So, they don't yeah, even don't, fucking don't know where Delaware. Yeah. They don't know where Mexico yeah. is. They don't, yeah, no, no, it's they don't know where know, anything. That's is. quite quite common. <laughs> so, but that's that's what really works beautifully in a country that can accept blind nationalism and someone pimping hate and fear because it's the United States of amnesia. So I'm not surprised about those hunger strikes because. Um, They've happened before, and just know that because they're detention centers, that means they're outside the law. Yes. Uh, that means that uh, anyone held in those detention centers is akin to a terrorist, and that's why if you have backgrounds of immigrants, in, and all of you do, uh, because no one here, unless you were Native American, came here, was here, you were, you know, most cultures. I am not. I'll yeah. tell you, I'm not Native American right. in any way. I don't know if you can tell by looking at me. No, but, but whether it's the Jewish people, the Polish people, the yes. Italian people, they were all recruited, most Europeans, who have migrated into whiteness. But other than other than uh, people who are native right the edge of whiteness however even you know because even Emma Goldman one of the most radical Jewish women ever she was deported for being so radically uh, you know um, anti-nationalism right once so, you start making waves they're going to find some some way to, some reason to drum you out right but you know, this is the country for making waves well of course of course and that's that's what we promote but then uh don't make too many waves you know I, we were talking about the forced feedings and that goes back to uh, like during the suffragette movement, um, women were, uh, were out uh, picketing in front of the White House. They would get arrested and they'd go on hunger strikes and they were force feeding them at that time. So this, this is not anything new. Right. That's why I, my motto is no guacamole for immigrant haters, right? right? So if you don't like Muslims, you can't have any pita bread, any tabbouleh, and, you know, you don't like the Chinese. Okay. What would this country do without Chinese food? You know, I, what will we do without the Chinese Jews food? Jews do on Christmas without right. Chinese food. Man, you don't get all red and offended. Yeah, yeah. You, were th you threw something out there that for you might have been a joke. For me, it wasn't a joke. All That's right. all. All right. That's okay. All right. No, we can all, we can okay. all, we can all bat it back and forth. Yeah. 
Um, so did you want to talk about, uh, about, about some of your, uh, your, so, so the movie is being shown at the broad theater coming up. Yes. That's very, very exciting. Cool. For those of you who were excited and, um, you know, even when you brought up the saints, you know, quite honestly, I didn't even want to get involved this year cause I don't want to be emotionally engaged with that, yes. uh, situation because I Quite honestly, I was already upset about the Seahawks game way back a couple of years ago. Right, right. And then the Vikings game. I just don't want to be emotionally attached, yes, to be honest yes. with you. And then back in July of this year, we set it up so that we can go ahead and have our big Arte Futuro Productions fundraiser for the Taco Truck Theater at Cafe Istanbul on Thursday, November 29th. Now, who the hell plans to expect that the Saints are playing on that night at and you know, and Chuck Perkins was fabulous with setting us up so that we can show rescreen the film for the first time after it was screened on the nineteenth and the twentieth at Broad Theater. We won the best Louisiana feature, and I thought, oh my God, we're screening it on a Thursday. I didn't ever plan that the Saints were going to win. Uh, you know, we're going right, to be right, playing right. or or be having such a, a winning season. Of course, I applaud them for all of that, um, but. They we kind thought, of upstaged, upstaged you. Right. So. We thought maybe we're going to get seven, seven people. We actually were fortunate enough to get like 70 people oh, wow, for that okay. screening. So there's a hunger. And then I've been talking to Brian Knight at the Broad Theater. And just uh, as I mentioned to you earlier, Manny, just to, early today, we, we, we scheduled for March. So we're really excited. Nice. We're going to be at the Broad Theater for those of you who may be interested. It's a great venue. It's a great yeah, venue. it's a fabulous venue. Yeah. Remember back in the old days, we used to have more... We used to train Art there. Houses. It used to be a boxing gym. Manny and I used to, uh, <laughs> yeah. back in the old days. Is that a boxing gym? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Man, you should have seen some of the bouts Manny had back in the old days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of boxers. A lot, lot of low blows. Yeah, I was a... A lot uh, of low blows. <laughs> I was a uh, light, light featherweight. That's oh, my what I goodness. Was. Wow. Yeah. But then I wanted to talk about something that I thought was hilarious, is yes. um, that I, I read this, that the USA only makes up 5% of the population in the world. Hmm, okay. Do you know that? that? That makes sense. Yeah. But the beautiful thing is, is that 80% of the consumption of opioids are in the USA. <laughs> yeah. So we have yeah. a big appetite. Yeah, we have a huge appetite. <laughs> a lot of pain. A lot, yeah. of pain. a lot of pain we got to kill. Yeah. I just thought that, why is that news? I mean, I, yeah, I kind of thought knew everybody that. knew that. Yeah, yeah it's okay. common knowledge. You know, yeah, like El Chapo. You know, he knew that. Right. <laughs> he knew that. You'll never go broke, uh, you know, yeah. betting on that. And that. El Chapo, let me talk about this guy, El Chapo, man. You know, he's yes. on trial. Yes. The U.S. See, it's terrible because we put El Chapo on trial and we don't put Bush on trial. Right, we don't put W on trial. There, he's a right. criminal. Uh, uh, they, what do they do with the vice? They just made a, a film about Cheney. He's a criminal. All of those guys are criminals. Oh, of course. Of but course. what we do, what do we do? We extradite someone like El Chapo. We do all of that, and yet, you know, what did this government do? Support Trujillo, dictatorship in Dominican Republic. Support Somoza, dictatorship. In fact, Putin should be celebrated because all he did was pull out the U.S. playbook. Right? How to interrupt democracies across the world? That's all Putin did. Sure. Just sure. to interrupt, just yes. to give yeah, you a little. You just ruined my joke. I anyway. did. Oh, <laughs> oh, really? Is it ruined? Just Tell me about the whole yeah, joke. Yeah, that's no, why no, you no, won't no, have me back. You said all this. All right. You said all that. I have no joke anyway. What was the joke oh, about? No, 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 no. We'll move on. We'll move on. So, Jose, do you have any uh, forced tattoos? 
Forced tattoos. No, all my tattoos are voluntary. Done. Yes. Oh, okay. Nice. Nice. I like that. What's a forced tattoo? Someone forces you to do. Yeah, to, you know, to, like yeah, you know, you're in some situation where you don't, you know, it's you, you're you're getting tattooed, and it's. Why well, would I would never get a tattoo? That's yeah, t- well, some t- some people like them. I don't yeah, have any but tattoos. Yeah, Orleans, tattoo. People come to New Orleans and get themselves forced tattoos. Apparently, I've heard about <laughs> that, but I, I don't know. El Chapo my, makes them. I, I, do that. I got I my know. prerequisite tattoo, oh, okay. which is my bleeding fleur de lis right yeah, after the store. Yeah, you but know, I got a ring. One. I got a ring. Oh, that's good. Yeah, instead of a tattoo, I got a fat liver. That's all I got. A fat liver. Good. I came down to New Orleans to get a fatty liver. That's. Hey, when did you come? Were you here before the storm? No. Yeah, I was here before the storm. Oh, okay, cool. I was here. I came down here in around nineteen. What was it? 2000. I came down here in 2000. Oh, look yeah. at you, right? Is that before, right? Yeah, that sounds yeah, about, before sounds about right. You know, Manny's a, a refugee like the rest of you all. Not yeah, we me. have to be refugees. <laughs> I've been here for fucking ever. Yeah. But, but uh, you were born here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Look yeah. at my, that. My, but my great-grandparents were born here. We've been here for fucking years. But speaking about years. opioids and all that kind of stuff. Yes. Well, I ran into our mutual friend uh, who's been clean and sober now yes, for a few I, I years. I know of whom you speak. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he's been a, a former, former guest. Former Trouble Men podcast and guest, yes. I bumped into him at the supermarket on Sunday. Uh-huh. And... I wish he was back on drugs. Yeah. <laughs> be more fun. No, he's, you know, he's when he was on drugs. He's still fun, though. Still yeah, nuts. Yeah, he's, no, he was fucking nuts. You couldn't get a word. Now, it's like he's not on drugs and he's not on alcohol anymore. And it's just like, dude, can I just get one verb in? <laughs> A verb, <laughs> any kind of action in anything. An article, yeah. <laughs> and, and and he makes no sense, and he just talks a mile a minute. And I like them better on drugs. Okay, you know, I'm just putting it out there to right, the nation. Right, right. If just, you know any people who are clean and sober who are pissing you off, let me know. Because I have quite a few people who are, I know who are clean and, and silver. You, you put up a list yeah. and then yeah, you harass them on Facebook. Yeah, put up a list and send it to the... We have a Twitter. What do we have? Yes, we have uh, Facebook. Uh, Facebook. Trouble Men Podcast yeah. uh, on Facebook. We have an Instagram account. Yeah. And we have a now, Twitter account that I, Manny is, is being... It's, I'm going to be in hands. charge of now. It's going to, I'm going to start being in charge of oh as of Valentine's Day. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but yeah, you know, uh, so, you know, I knew I was an asshole when I was strung out, you know, and I was crazy and stuff like that. But I think I'm pretty good now that I just kind of drink. You know, I think I'm, I'm, I'm still the same guy. Yeah. Uh, I'm a little bit more mellower and stuff. Are you? Yeah, well, yeah, I think so. Could be. I, 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 well, you didn't know me when I was strong. No, I, I didn't. Did not. Yeah, did not. You know, well, a little but, bit. Uh, a little bit. Some people take offense. Yeah. You know. <laughs> anyway, uh, but, but um, uh, yeah, so uh, he's a good guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes, he yes, just, he uh, you know, I think he needs to have a kid. Is basically. I oh, think that it's would gonna, be sweet. That yeah. would. I think that that would be perfect for them. Actually. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I think not, so. Not too. to get involved in anybody's personal life, but I always uh, encourage people to have children. I think. Yeah. It's, uh, it's it's a good. Uh, it's a radical thing for us to do to them what your yes. parents did to you. <laughs> yeah, no, that's cruel. No, here's the thing. We, in fact, I wanted to talk about this last week with Luke. Is that you know having children gives you a second bite out of the childhood apple. Actually, so, it it it's. it's it allows you to relive it. It's a healing experience. Because, Very much so. Um, for all those things that went down in a way that you didn't like, that you didn't have any control of when you were a child, now you get to do them with your child and you have control and you can do better. Yeah, and I it, know. And it does seem to heal those wounds, don't you think, Jose? Hey, my father was an invisible man. Yeah. 
uh, like Thomas, like no, Ralph, Ralph Olson. So you knew not to be to do that with your children. I am trying to be the father I never had. Yes, exactly. And actually, my children are the stars of the film. They perform. They they are part of the film. They perform in the taco truck theater. They are the taco truck Avengers. And I play they're actors. Ca- they're, yeah, they're yeah. performers. Their mother sings in the opera. They perform. They performed oh, wow. eight professional operas to a crowd of two thousand five hundred. So you know when they perform at the Mahaley Jackson. So when we perform and we have a crowd of a hundred, hundred fifty. It's a very small crowd from through the Taco Truck Avengers, and they are the stars of the film. And I play a character called Obi-Juan Kenobi. And Obi-Juan comes in sometimes. Oh, Obi-Wan. Obi-Juan. Obi-Wan. Okay. Obi-Wan. Yeah, I've heard of this character before. <laughs> no, Obi-Juan <laughs> yeah. Kenobi. Okay. He's the last Jedi immigrant defender. Yeah. Oh, okay. And he comes in and he goes, Orale, this is Obi-Juan Kenobi inside the situation room. <laughs> <laughs> and whiteness is dead. It died at 3 p.m. near the salad bar on a Wednesday of an overdose of mediocrity. But don't panic. You've been eating so many tacos on Tuesdays. Maybe you're Hispanic. You Ooh, look at you. Now go burn your credit cards. Olay. Olay. I like it. I like so, it. and about the film, so, you know, at the Broad Theater, it's happening, it's going to happen on March 22nd, 23rd, 24th, 25th, 26th, 27th through the 28th. Oh, that's a good run. Yeah, that's it's going to be a fabulous run. run. That's right in my neighborhood. Yeah, that's so right the Broad Theater will be there. Uh, this taco truck kills fascists, and our slogan is no guacamole for immigrant haters. I like it. And then like this weekend, it. we have this big... Uh, when, when does it this go live? This will come out a week from, from now. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, All right. No you worries. Can, you can tell us in, in the past what will have happened on, <laughs> in this weekend if you want. It'll be Vida in New Orleans is the cultural arts platform. Oh, cool. Uh, with performers, including Jose Fermin Ceballos, performing his beautiful uh, anthem called Yo Vengo de Tolado, which I come from everywhere, and a really fabulous new group called Raices, which is... Um, Means roots and playing Andean music. Oh, cool! I yeah, like Andean from music. Latin America, Bolivia, uh, Chile, Peru. You know, I went to uh, on a vacation to Ecuador. It's the farthest. Where were you in Ecuador? South. Um, it, was, it was like about ninety-five or something like wow. that. Wow. Yeah, because uh, the iguanas used to do this this gig every year, and we would get paid in Taka Airline. Uh, Flew you down there? Oh, fabulous. And so my wife and I looked at it and was like, well, what's the farthest place that Taka Airlines flies? <laughs> and it was Ecuador. And we're like, oh, well, great. we could go to like the Galapagos, fly to, to, to Ecuador and then take a, uh, you know, go to the Galapagos. And, and we did that. So I've been to Guayaquil, I've yeah. been to Atacame, I've been to wow. Quito. And Quito's beautiful. Guayaquil is a sleazy port city. Yeah, that's, I liked it. It was yeah. cool. No, Guayaquil's cool. Guayaquil, <laughs> you know, I, I say that simply because that's what it is. You know? yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, you know, yeah. the way New Orleans can be a sleazy port city, right? Yes, yes. Well, there's, there's no way it can't be, actually. Um, uh, so why did I start talking about this? Uh, Taka Airlines, Ecuador. Uh, yeah, yeah. My being from Ecuador. Yeah, I don't know. I've lost my train of thought. Um, <laughs> so, you know, we had this government shutdown that we're back from. Yeah. We may be going back on. It, people think, you know, the, the, it shuts down for uh, a few weeks and we're just a few weeks behind. Turns out that, like, not, not that I'm any huge fan of the IRS, 
the IRS after the short shutdown is behind <laughs> between 12 and 18 months yeah. in their work. That's a so, good thing. So, uh, well, that's a good thing for me. Well, that's, that's a good thing for the, uh, you know, in general. Well, you know, yeah. it's, 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 uh, the, the country does run on receipts. You know, we, we have to take money in to, yeah, uh, to in, give in money fact, out. That's, yes, yeah. yes, yes. In fact, that's one of the, the ploys that, right. that's being... Taxation that, without representation. Well, you know, that's it, it, one of the, the ploys that's being run on the American people as we reduce uh, revenue to the point where we have huge deficits so then they can come back and say, oh, well, we can't fund all of these things like Social Security and, right. and Medicare. And yeah. so it's, it's, it's designed, it's to, designed be, to, to, to yeah. have a deficit so they can pull this out and use it as an excuse Absolutely, to cut all entitlements. So we won't fall into And, and by why do yes, we call we them entitlements? Manny, why do you call them entitlements? Why do we... Why does the government call them entitlements? Well, they actually should be rightful, inalienable rights, right? Yeah, sure. Well, yeah. some of these things where we, we pay into them, it's actually an insurance plan. You know? Right. So it's that, that was part of the, the, big, the New Deal by the new deal, FDR. Yes. Well, you know, the right wing hasn't, has never liked the idea of the oh, New Deal. They've they been wanted, trying to they get rid of the New Deal forever. since then. They they're actually yeah. feel like they're getting closer than ever to, to doing oh, it. Oh, they're doing so with the Agent Orange of Chaos. But what I, I'm a big fan of George Carlin, and I'm a big fan of atrophy. So let it all go down. Oh, I don't yeah. know. I don't no, know. I think so. I mean, right? Right. I thought we might have fun. Okay. No, I, I think so too. Meeting of the minds. Okay. This is like when I told him, you know, about the whole Saints fiasco. It's like, you know, you got to have some riots. You got to have some anarchy. Nothing you happens know? without blood being yeah, spilled exactly. in this country. Exactly. So mm, the you Saints guys are getting more radical than me. The That's Saints, you know, the Saints fans are upset, so they have a parade and all that. But if they wanted to really have a do-over and get a response, like I said earlier in the show, they should have riot. Yes, well, I yes, think we they, they needed to have yeah. hit hit that that referee uh, and just throw exactly. some things at him. That's all. Well, you know, that might have been a little bit better. But I understand what what Renee's point of view tearing down. Well, he's from here, tearing, right? But why. tearing tearing down because any <laughs> any passive. any yeah, but passive. no, but any excuse for. Them to rip up neons, they would have done exactly that. Yeah, yeah. But you're just look, playing into look at hands. karmically what happened. What a fucking boring ass game that was, right? I didn't even yeah. watch it. No, I, mean, I come watched on. it. it was Ten to thirteen yeah, to what? Three, three or something yeah. like that. You know? Yeah. So, now, yeah. Manny, you were you were suggesting that to torment people, you were going to uh, start. Uh, I did to a few people. Texting, texting I, the score. I, yeah, to people. I did to a few people. <laughs> I did to a few people. I started texting. But there was the hardly score. any scores. Hardly anything. Yeah. To text. So I kept yeah. on saying. I, our friend Nuccio was uh -huh. one of them. I said, no score second quarter. And he said, if you text me again, I'll kill you. Because <laughs> yeah. he was out there on, I think he was out there on, on the Canal Street or whatever the hell they were. Right, the right, right, right. You know, and I texted a few other people saying, uh, three nothing. You know, <laughs> and they never responded to me. Yeah. yeah. Which they, they never, you. yeah, they just blocked me. Yeah. They, they blocked me, you know. You know. So, so Jose, I've been to your studio. You have a studio in in, yes. the, in the Bywater. Now, so, someone was it's describing Saint Rock neighborhood. Saint Rock neighborhood. Someone was describing. The, we had a previous guest who who lives in in that general area, and he was saying, uh, you know, in the that Saint Claude corridor, they have the Riverside and the Homicide. <laughs> the Riverside and what's the Riverside of St. Claude and the Homicide of St. Claude. The Homicide, wow, yeah. look at that. And you live in the Homicide of St. Claude. Yeah, interesting. But your neighborhood wow. has been fine. I mean, well, St. Rock is a, is a know, beautiful, wide we uh, have boulevard. To, or is we have it? To or is it? Think about, <laughs> that's a very interesting, brilliant um, 
play on words. So yeah, when I, I moved so. on, so I, I used to live on the edge of the French Quarter. Right. Right. In fact, when I first saw the Iguanas poster, and I told you this a little while ago, I lived right outside the edge of Esplanade on Dauphine Street where the then Circle K used to be on the corner. Well, it was a notorious corner of Esplanade and Dauphine. Mm-hmm. And I saw a sign there for the Iguanas playing at the Cosmos. Great Bar, Cosmos. And I had seen the Iguanas and I met Rod. Back. I mean, you know, we're talking back in the day, right? But that side, people were saying, you moving on the other side of Esplanade? Right, right. Like yeah, people that, used to, that used not, to be the, that, you know, the same They were like, thing. oh my God, you're moving into yeah, the triangle? Yeah. Are you going to be... And then when I moved from there, because I got moved out, uh, moved into the rectangle, people were like, oh my God, you're moving to the rectangle? And then I moved all the way into the bywater, like you're going to be in the bywater? Yeah. And so it's continuously changing, right? So Well, that's where the artists always have to go into those... those cheap uh, rent. Kudrescu yeah, yeah, wrote a Marginal piece. neighborhoods, yeah, yes. We got to go where it's cheap but rent. with all this like out-of-town Airbnb, where are you going to go next? You know, it's a Saint really Bernard. challenging thing. Yeah, I think St. Bernard yeah. Cultural Center is going to be a thriving place yeah. sometime in the next couple of years. <laughs> yeah, you may want to take some it's stock. A sad, sad it's a sad thing. situation. It's like, but it's interesting that you should say that because we the, dealing with the reality, you know, I'm a poet and a writer. I, established fi- I studied fine arts and literature. And I wrote a poem called Galleries and Guns. Mm-hmm. Because when I first moved to new, to that St. Rock neighborhood back in 2011, I'd be on the corner and there would be gallery opening seven second Saturday, and right. I would also hear guns going off. So I wrote a piece called Galleries and Guns. So and in many ways, um, it's just the nature of living in a city that is both being experiencing the plundering of post-Katrina you know, colonialist, and then at the same time, for those of us who have lived here or dedicated to the city to figure out how to negotiate all of that. And, um, you know, it's just uh, the natural temper of the terrain, right? Sure, sure. So, it's always changing. But that, I haven't heard of that. No, it's good. It's, it's, that, it's uh, brilliantly I wish, I wish I'd made it up, yes. It's dark, and I'm, yes, good, for, I'm good with dark. Yes. I'm good, you know, uh, my performance... Aliens, immigrants, and other evildoers is sci-fi Latino noir. You know, and I and I'm comedic because we we have to use comedy. You know, and one of the new shows that's going to be developed is straight up called No Guacamole for Immigrant Haters, and that's a brutal comedy that that's um, looking at the history of the United States of amnesia that seduces you to embrace forgetting. So you know, but homic- what was it? Homicide? The, well, uh, it's uh, so the setup is there's. Uh, the two river, sides. The riverside. Yeah. Two sides of St. Claude. The riverside and the homicide. Right. Yeah. Fuck, that's, that's, that's... And that that's, was Luke who Luke, said that. Luke yeah. Allen. Yeah, yes. Luke, yeah, that's brutally... Um, Luke Spurn. True, yeah. Brutally yeah. true. And But that's the way comedy has to be in many ways. It has well, yeah, to be brutally truthful. Funny. Yeah. I you know, know, right? Like, I'm a big fan of the work of George Collins. You know, when I performed, saw, when I saw him perform at the, at the Sanger, mm-hmm. he was uh, ripping up the Gulf War you know, by sure. Bush the Elder, right? Right. And I was thinking, oh my God, it's really interesting that we are living in a so-called free nation because I'd expected the CIA to be there right next to him, right outside as soon as he got off stage because he was just ripping up the Bush administration back then. And what did, they, what did National Pentagon Radio, sometimes known as NPR, what did they just do? They just turned a criminal into a king. Yeah. Well, you know, I... Um, I uh I took a pee next to George Carlin <laughs> at the urinal. At yeah. The, yeah, the Universal Amphitheater. Uh, 
I worked for HBO back in the 80s, and we did the uh, Comic Relief, which was a, a yeah. fundraisers for the homeless. I loved Comic yeah, Relief. and I used to wear, I was in production of that, and I stuck a couple of my friends into the show. And Who were your friends that you stuck into the show at that time? Well, friends. A guy named Dave and a guy named Steve. You know, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> just a couple of friends. They no one of great they, note. You know, Dave, David Letterman no, and yeah, Steve no, no, uh, no, Martin. No, 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 no. <laughs> and uh, we had a joint. And we were at the Universal uh, Amphitheater men's room, the backstage men's room, and we're smoking a joint. And George Collin walks in to take a leak. And we said, hey, George, you want a puff? And he said, ah, I don't do that anymore, but it's still nice to be asked. Oh, yeah. That's what he said. There you go. So yeah, George we, is straight up And then we beat the it. shit out of him. Is that what you do? <laughs> <laughs> no, one of the he brilliant said, you're going to smoke it right now, motherfucker. No, any, no. Um, no, one of the brilliant minds, yeah, man. That's he, why I love yeah, he, he was a great, you know. George Carlin, you know, for me, Freddie Prince, uh, Robin Williams, Richard Pryor, and why Lenny were, Bruce, man. I've been checking out a lot of Lenny Bruce lately yeah. because he was so straightforward. Boom. I mean, he was like, But you know, Lenny Bruce, to me, I think he was a radical. He was a radical thinker. Yeah, a radical. Th- but I don't think his jokes were that funny. And a lot Actually, of comedians give him a hard time these yeah, days. They yeah. say it, does, it doesn't really translate yeah, to the time. No, he was a performance artist before his time. Yeah, yes, I agree. Yeah, I agree. no. I, you know, he was, yeah, I think so. And I, I love Lenny Bruce, but I don't, I listen to his stuff and it's like, well, that's not too funny. No, but check out American. Right, check right, out right. American. Check out the LP American. It is brutally funny. Okay. Because at the same time, he was willing, the same with George Conley, he was willing to really drive the, drive the stakes to really, I mean, to be brought up, you know, not like you want to have that on your career, but nonetheless, he was, at the time, the Supreme Court Justice and the FBI were on to, were trying to figure well, out what Hoover to Hoover was rip, still around. Right, Hoover oh, yeah. was still around. Yeah. Oh, Hoover. Hoover was still Come around. Come on, Hoover, yeah. Hoover trained, who did Hoover train? Just to give you a little insight on who Hoover trained, Nixon, Reagan, you know, always get the dirt on the other people, right? So Hoover was all about that. Yeah, and he was uh, an anti-homosexual. Yes, he was one of the most, you know, outrageous gay men that right, were right, suppressed. Right. So it's, yeah, Hoover, it's the fact that trouble. he lifted seven, trouble. he lived through <laughs> seven presidents. Yeah, it's, um, and yet you have a building called the Hoover the Building. reality of your, your own existence. The troubled nation, yes. man. Troubled it's nation, a, baby, with troubled men. It's been going on men. for years, centuries. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I love that, I love that title, by the way. We didn't invent this. We just, yeah. uh, we just, <laughs> yeah, we're we just, just codified it. it. Yeah, that's right, yeah. that's right. Codify. There's that word again that you yeah. keep using uh, yeah, all the time. That's a good word. Who uses that? Codify. Who uses this word codify? Because it's true. But he doesn't know the definition of it. But it sounds sexy. Doesn't it sound sexy? Yeah, put it in writing. That's what it means. To codify. Make it sounds like the FBI is right after you to yeah. codify. Right. Yeah. Are we ready to go? Because I think Heather is ready to go. Uh, yeah, we can um, have another drink if it's um, possible. I, yeah, I think they actually close they close up. Night. But uh, did you have any any other uh, points of uh, uh, yes? You're, you're bringing up or for those on? of you out there who are really interested in humor. We sell the shirts to support the taco truck theater. No guacamole for immigrant haters. That's straight up. I'm, I've copyrighted that statement. No guacamole from me. Hey, you can buy the T-shirts. We sell them like hot tamales. We just sold a whole bunch in San Francisco. And you can go to No Guac Shirts. Just put in No Guac Shirts, and it comes up. We'll put a link in the in the uh, in yeah. The, in the, and uh, it's just podcast. just important no. for us to you know. At the same time, we're trying to be humanistic and radical. I'm a big fan of humor at the same time. So for me, that's one of the biggest entry points into understanding where we are. Like, if you love the food, don't dehumanize the cooks. 
I'm just saying. That was good. The lone wolf. We'll take a photograph uh, with the three of us, and they'll see you're wearing uh, the, that very shirt right now, and they'll be able to, they'll be right. able to get a little... So, Nation, uh, what, is it? what is our tagline again? <laughs> <laughs> the trouble never ends. But the struggle continues. There we go. Good night. Gracias. Gracias.